Hey everyone, welcome to the Self Paid Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Would you like yeah. to introduce yourself? Amari or AJ, however long you've known me for it changes really. <laughs> mainly Amari. Hello Amari, welcome to the Self Paid Podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Kind of what's your line of work? 29, technically 30 on Saturday, so the 14th. No, <laughs> turning 30 on, on the 14th. Um, recently started clothing line, which you'll obviously know. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it's mainly gym stuff, but it will become more when I've got basically the stuff really. And sort of thought the best way of starting it was with gym clothing and more specifically women's stuff because I find that women don't really care too tough. What, not they care what they wear to the gym, but not where it's from. Sort mm-hmm. of thing. So for a small brand, it would be easier to build something up. For sure. For sure. So let's get into kind of the business roots of your brand. So where did the idea come from? It was actually an accident, to be honest with you. (laughs) Because I was looking, my main business and work and background is property, like Mm -hmm. through and through. Um, I've got a cleaning company as well and like handyman sort of do everything company. Whilst also being a lettings manager during the day. So I was looking at something that could make money in the background. <laughs> Careful, break the glass. <laughs> Just take my watch off instead. No, so I was looking at something that would make money in the background and not have to have too much input in. Mm-hmm. I think I've chosen the wrong thing to do. Why'd you say that? Because a lot more goes into it than you, well, not than you would think, but mm-hmm. then the average person would think. So from finding a supplier, mm-hmm. ordering the stuff, obviously you, you know, because we spoke about the problems that I had with getting the stuff over. Mm-hmm. So I had about over a grand's worth of clothing, so to speak, that mm. was delivered. So it came from America. So it was shipped over and then it was held in customs with DHL. And then they said I had to have a special number, which I didn't know about, like a GBEORN number. Mm-hmm, I remember you saying. Which I had no idea what it was. <laughs> they said it and I said, I don't know what that is. Someone told me that I could use my company's house number. Mm-hmm. So then I used that. And then I got an email back the other day, like not the other day, a couple of days later, sorry, saying, no, not good enough. Like, we actually need this number, so. I did. And then I said, all right, how do I go about getting it? They was like, look online. And they said, but we need to know by today because otherwise we're sending it back to America. Mm-hmm. Um, it only took about 10 minutes to set up, but again, whilst doing clothing and having a brand like that wasn't part of my plans originally, it was sort of one of those things that I didn't think about or what was needed really. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, but I was actually looking, so when I say I fell into it, I was looking for stuff for my home brand. So I've got like a company that's got like furniture, it's like this table, for not this table, but tables and mainly kitchen stuff at the moment. And I was on a wholesale website and I saw like a little a gym outfit and I saw how much it was and I thought, other companies <laughs> sell these for so much more. So then I started looking through them all. I sent them out to a few friends and um, you obviously, and then you was like, yeah, these are nice. Mm-hmm. So then I ordered them and then that's, yeah, I ordered them and then that's what happened. So that's, wow. when I say accidentally, that's what I mean by that. But there's a load of other things that I didn't think of. So just random things like packaging. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you want branded packaging. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> when I looked at it and I thought, oh, it won't be that bad. It's like the tissue paper. So mm-hmm. just the tissue paper that goes into the box. It's about £400 a roll. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. When you really dip into the world of how much it costs to kind of brand your stuff and put your name on 
on things is absolutely ridiculous. So, nice. yeah, I feel like we don't really, even I tried actually setting up my brand one time. Um, I was doing men's clothing. Um, obviously, I was looking into everything that went into it and kind of you think you're just going to buy like a T-shirt or like a packet of set of clothing. Yeah. But the more you look into it and you kind of realize you need to buy firstly your brand name so that in itself is already you're already spending money and then you're spending money on sizes st- the different um color styles yeah and that's i call it <coughs> doesn't even make sense but i call it the youtube hole so you know when you go on youtube mm-hmm. and you look at one video oh and yeah then you look at another <laughs> video and then you're watching something to do with I don't know like drug smuggling somewhere some, in some weird country. stuff that, it was the same thing with really gonna break this table <laughs> take this off so it was the same thing with buying the stuff mm-hmm. so it was like I found one gym set and then I was looking at that one and that one was alright and then where it goes people that bought this have also bought this so then I bought another one mm-hmm. and looked at that one and it's like people that bought this, I bought this one and I had a basket of about a grand. Like, and that's like a wholesaler, a mm-hmm. grand as well. So you know that's like a ridiculous amount of clothes. A hundred percent. And then my missus said, I don't know where you think you're putting all that stuff. So you better take <laughs> some of that stuff out. So got all the way down to the bare bones. Mm-hmm. I won't say how much because then everyone will figure out how much you make off it. Mm-hmm. But got down to the bare bones of how much it actually did cost and then ordered it and that's how everything else happened. So what made you go into the fitness industry? I know that's a really competitive industry, um, especially with, I feel like Gymshark kind of sparked it mm. in a sense. Um, and then from there, I know Bow and Tea, I don't think it's as massive now, but. I thought it was called Boo and Tea, like booty. <laughs> so that would be a really clever name to be That's fair. what I thought it was. So every time I've, until just now, every time I've seen it, I've been like, oh, booty, innit? Because go gym, booty, but. That would actually be a really good name, to Maybe. be fair. I think it's, it's gone now, isn't it? Unfortunately. <laughs> Could have made that one yours. <laughs> Could have probably got sued as well. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, no, obviously the fitness industry is so huge, competitive. Like, what made you want to go into it? I know you accidentally stumbled upon the clothing, but obviously you could have gone for another clothing, like street style or I whatnot. Think I've always been a fitness sort of person anyway. Mm-hmm. Not... Like, I don't look it, but when I was 16, I qualified as a fitness instructor and I got the qualification and then some people probably know that you can't really work in a gym until you're 18. So I had a qualification I couldn't do nothing with for two years. When did you get the qualification at 16? I... I got it at South Bank University. So I was on the course with like 30 year old people doing fitness instructing courses. Oh shit. Like level two. And then I couldn't do nothing with it for two years. Oh. It's also like, my dad, for example, is probably gonna at some point cover it, but my dad's always been that person that's like, you don't wanna just work a nine to five. Yeah. Like, 100%. there's more to life than a nine to five and making money for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I've always had that influence of, okay, so if I said to my dad, I got a business idea, straight mm-hmm. away he sits me down and he's like, right, let's talk about the numbers then. Oh, amazing. And that's what happened with my first company that I did start. And then he's like, yeah, that's good. Like, He'll help me, not financially, but like support me in terms of doing everything right. Because like everything I've done, which is why I've only just now at 30 started all of this stuff, is funded by myself, mm-hmm. thought of by myself, and really just 
I'm very stubborn, so I would, okay. I hate when my main, my biggest fear is someone being able to turn around and say to me, "You wouldn't have that if it wasn't for me." So yeah. for me, it's no one's going to say that to me. For sure, for like, sure. This is how I'm doing it. I'll, I'll cut my nose off to spite my face. Literally one of those things. I feel like there isn't an age though where it's kind of like you're too young or too old in a sense because I feel like from I don't know from a teenager to obviously like 27 28 you're learning everything I feel like in a sense like there's a time frame of when you should do stuff but yeah. I, I don't believe that I feel like everyone's on their own journey and it's whenever you achieve whatever you want to achieve I think that across the board and that's why I only like use social media for entertainment purposes, mm -hmm. nothing else. It's like if I'm going to look at something, it's for entertainment purposes because I know people that have sadly, know of people that have sadly taken their lives because of social media and seeing someone else that is where they want to be at the same age as them and then they think, oh, I haven't done nothing. I think that's when the cruel, cruel um, reality. But it all depends on how you look at things. I, like I'll see something and think, oh, they've got that. So mm -hmm. I can have that. Mm -hmm. Like if they've done it, I can do it. But that's also a, a bad thing because it works with everything in my life. If someone else can do something, I try and do it. A hundred percent. You're in your own lane. <laughs> do things in your own time. So let's talk about support. I know support is a really hard and major one when it comes to business. Um. So kind of what's your John Johnny? What's your journey been like when it's come to support? Like, do you feel like you've been supported as a business owner? Am I, am I allowed to swear? All right, I won't say what I was going to say. <laughs> um, Support-wise, there hasn't been much. Like I said, my dad mainly. Mm -hmm. But then everyone else around me, like my close friends, mm -hmm. they're workers. So they... But my situation is different to us at the same time. So... Mm -hmm. Not everyone has been able to, like, don't get me wrong, some of the stuff that I've done, I've got lucky with. Like my um, cleaning company, for example, clean student accommodations. Okay. So there's a time in summer where they all tenant, tenants, students move out mm -hmm. and new students move in and we've got about a three week window to clean accommod mm -hmm. accommodation. And there could be anything from 800 beds. Like the one we done in the summer was about 800 beds. And you've got three weeks to do 800 bedrooms. And how many um, people are cleaning with you? That's the thing. So support-wise, it's difficult when you put adverts out and then everyone will say, oh, yeah, I've got experience. I've done this cleaning, I've done that cleaning. I've been cleaning for five years, whatever. Hmm. And then you get them on site. They either don't turn up, they turn up late. Or like one of the issues I had was my advert was very much focused on you get paid when the job's done. Okay, yep. So when I get the invoice, mm -hmm. you get paid. Mm-hmm. Because if there's any issues, then that person's going to have to go back. Mm -hmm. And I'm not paying you two days wages for a job that you should have done in the first place. 100%. But then they came, end of the day, oh, can we get paid now? No. I told you when mm. you started, this is how we do it. So like, there was times when I was on site by myself at night and had a team of like four or five people. Because of the amount of rooms, we had access to the, the site for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So we do day shifts and night shifts. So I have... One of my friends managing the day shift, for example. Mm -hmm. And then I'd do some hours in the night or if it rolls over until like 10 o'clock, then I'll be there. And then some guys came in and was like, oh yeah, we'll clean and do whatever. They didn't clean a thing, but they thought I wasn't going to check. So then when I checked, I was like, no, we did it. And they got like really aggressive. It was like picking up Hoover parts. And I was like, you're just trying to treat us like slaves and not pay us. And I was like, you haven't, you haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. What am I paying you for? Mm -hmm. 
So like times like that, when you're by yourself, a lot of it has been by myself, but like I said, other than like mutual physical support from my dad, I haven't had any financial support. It's been quite up and down, especially with COVID. Mm -hmm. But coincidentally, COVID was another time where I made most of my money in one of the companies that I started. So doing inventories, for example, which is before a company rents a property to someone, they get a report done to show what it looked like before they moved in. Okay, yeah. Then they have another one done before they move out. Mm -hmm. So my company basically does those reports. Mm -hmm. But after I was made redundant in COVID was when I, because um, I worked in estate agents and I got made redundant. So then before I started to get, like slip into depression and all this other stuff that surrounding COVID of just looking at the same falls every day. Mm -hmm. And not feeling worthless, but it's sort of like, you don't have a job. But there's, it's a weird sort of circle because there's nothing you can do because you can't go and get a job because no one's working. No, of course. So it's not like, oh, I, I lost my job and it's my fault. Mm -hmm. I'll go and get another job. It's I've lost my job, it's not my fault and mm -hmm. I can't get another job. Mm -hmm. So that, and then the support, but that side of support I got from my partner. Oh, um, that's really lovely. My fiance. Oh, shout out. <laughs> so I, got, I had a lot of support from her. Like, obviously there was ups and downs. She was still working throughout COVID because she worked as a restaurant manager at the time. Mm -hmm. And we was having arguments like a lot of the time because she'd come back going, oh, um, I'd say to her, oh, what's wrong? She'd be like, oh, I've been at work all day, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, at least you got to go out. Mm. And she'd be like, well, it's all right if you get to stay at home all day. And I was like, okay, but I'm used to being outside yeah. six days a week minimum. Because mm -hmm. I work Monday to Friday, play football on Sunday. So I'm out more than I'm in. So for me, it was like for you to come home mm. and be annoyed that you've been outside and spoken to other adults. Mm. And I remember one of the days I turned around and she was like, oh, but you get to stay inside all day. And I was like, well, you get to go out and you get to speak to other adults that mm -hmm. are around your age. And I was like, all I've got is these four walls and you to talk to. And she was like, what are you <laughs> trying to say? And I was like, no, I didn't mean it like that. But obviously, when you're in lockdown, mm -hmm. it, it was different. Like, no one's ever done it before. And we was very early on in our relationship as well. Mm -hmm. So I think we been together three months. Mm -hmm. And we was looking, because I just come out of another relationship the year before. Mm -hmm. um, moved out of the house that I was living in. And then I stayed at my mum's, started talking to her. And then it was sort of like a less, she was looking for somewhere else to move to. I was looking for somewhere else. And we was like, why don't we just both rent a room in one house mm -hmm. and then see how it goes. Because we're both mature enough to say, look, it's not working, but we'll go and separate and do whatever. Yeah. So we both rented a room in a house and then we never used the other room because we just literally just like this from day dot which really enough led me to TikTok and just making stupid videos which, <laughs> but yeah supporters I've had supporters but it's weird like I've had the support from friends not my close friends because they've obviously been like if you want to do it then go ahead and do it Yeah. but I've had the sort of su support from friends where it's like oh I knew you could do it it's mm -hmm. like, but you weren't trying to help me out when I wasn't doing it do you know what yeah, I mean yeah 100% so now it's like oh yeah you're you're doing it now like oh well done it's, I knew you could but. yeah they only really want to come out of the ground when something's happened yeah that's literally how it is and it's like I think I think I saw you posted the other day the meet meal videos where you were saying people say he's changed but no one used to ask him for money. Mm -hmm. And now people are asking for money, mm -hmm. so they've changed sort of thing. Not, no one's ever, no, none of my friends ask me for money anyway. But it's that sort of thing of, if you're just gonna support someone. 
You would from the get-go, to be honest, yeah. I feel like when you do start a business or you kind of become an entrepreneur where you do things on your own, you really kind of see who's going to support you and you see who's really not going to. And to be honest, it's kind of a realisation. I don't want to say how lonely it is, but it just goes to show. Yeah, it just goes to show. But I feel like it it really depends on your mindset, really, because you could think, oh, yeah, I'm all alone, blah, blah, blah. You could use the time to really kind of research or do whatever you need to do because sometimes I sit at home I'm like oh like I wish I had someone to talk to blah 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 but then I get to a point where I'm like why I could be using this time to you know research about things and do something better with my life but I think from a business point of view and I hope she doesn't kill me for saying this (laughs) but from a business point of view I'd rather be sort of in your situation than mine not to say that I don't like my situation or Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in it but I think from a business point of view to be by yourself no one's asking you questions no one's waiting for your time no like my life is so busy well you know I feel like you have a lot depending on your shoulders yeah because it's like if to start a business you either need to have a nine to five Mm -hmm. and then work on a five to nine afterwards Mm -hmm. or you need to have enough money to turn around and say I'm not going to work no more and I'm going to work on my business yep I've got two daughters and two stepsons Wow. And my fiance. My daughter's eight months old. My oldest daughter's seven, mm-hmm. and my eldest stepson is ten, and that one's eight. Mm-hmm. And luckily now we're in a position where my fiance doesn't need to work. Mm-hmm. She just looks after the house. Amazing. But to get there was a struggle because I was working nine to six at the time. Mm-hmm. Then when I'm coming home from work, I'm working on my thing from six till I go to sleep. And then if I've got a job, then I'm doing whatever. And then she's like, where's my time? Mm-hmm. So, and then once you've got her time, I've got my daughter every, every other weekend from my previous relationship. I didn't have my baby because my baby came this year. Mm-hmm. No, last year. It's 23 yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Last year. Um, so yeah, my baby came last year. So for me, it was very much a thing of, with the support like you're saying, it, there were times when it was like, I was upset because the business wasn't getting where I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm putting all this time in and getting nothing out of it. My woman's upset with me because I'm not spending no time with her. Mm-hmm, We're not doing stuff that couples would do. Like I was saying to you before we started, I haven't been on holiday for nine years. That's crazy. I haven't been on a holiday. Is that because of business and work and your company? I'm very hard on myself, so I don't believe. Until last year, last year was the first year that I thought this, but... I'm very much a person of, if you're going to enjoy yourself, you need to have earned it. Earned it. Okay, yeah. So I was still working at my career at the time in property. Mm-hmm. And I started that when I was 20. Mm-hmm. So I went to Dubai for my 21st because my dad took me. Mm-hmm. And from that point, I came back and, like I said, my dad's a businessman, so he does all of this. So I came back from Dubai after seeing that lifestyle, mm-hmm. all the cars, everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I want that. Mm-hmm. I need to work for it. So it was head down, work on a career. I probably had at least 15 jobs in the last nine years. Just Over because hour. it's hard for me to not take orders from someone, but if I feel like someone's being disrespectful to me, then I'll speak up. 100%. And when I do speak up, it's not quiet. So... <laughs> It causes issues or I'm just like, do you know what, let me leave before I do say something. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was just, I said to my dad one day, I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. 
he said to me, he's like, what do you mean? I said, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here. Like, I'm, I'm existing. That's how I felt. I was just there to be there. It was getting up, going to work, coming home from work. Very robotic. Yeah, every day. So it was difficult in one sense because mm. it was like, I want to get to this place. And then I had a girlfriend who was trying to support me. But not to speak on her situation too much, she'd been in the same sort of situation previously with someone that was trying to make something of themselves and it sort of took over that person's life. They're doing well now, mm-hmm. but when they're trying to build up, that's not saying the time that it takes to build up, we need someone that's understanding. Yeah, 100%. And I think we're, it's a blessing and a curse on that side of things because where she was younger at the time, it was more of a, well, no, I, I don't want this. Like, mm-hmm. you do what you're doing, I'm going to go and do whatever else I'm doing. And then she's met me and then I've got a career, mm-hmm. I'm working hard, I'm doing everything by the book, and then all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. I'm going to start a business. Mm-hmm. So for her that was like red flag, so this, but she still supported me, she turned around and said, okay, well, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, I've got, I'm going to do a company that does this, and if I make this much, then no, she's like, no, 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 what is your plan to quit? Because if you're going to quit your job, what money do you have to live on? Mm-hmm. She was still working, so she was just like, she, was, she told me in no uncertain terms, I'm not paying for you. You pay your own way. So if you're not working, what are you going to be doing? Mm-hmm. But that's why, again, so I didn't quit at the time um, until COVID. I got married in London and that's when I started all that stuff. Okay, wow. Seems like quite a journey you've been on, to be honest. You know what I've noticed, though? A lot of business owners tend to not have partners or struggle with that part of their life. I think life. that's why, because there's always, I don't know, I'll call it, the cliched circle really of if you see in the films it's like the man trying to build himself up with the woman and she's like oh you don't I don't know for example you don't do enough blah blah blah, blah. Mm. the guy goes out and starts doing everything then they have kids and it's like oh, oh you need to earn more for the kid yeah. then he starts earning more then it's you're at work too often mm. you're not spending no time with the kids it's then they break winner. up and then, <laughs> yeah so it's like one of those things where you need to either take them along with you or they need to love the journey as much as you do mm-hmm. otherwise it doesn't it doesn't work so for me mm-hmm. otherwise it doesn't it doesn't work so for me like I said she doesn't work as such but like today I said to her I need cleaners that can cover North London mm-hmm. like just the normal conversation she was talking about my day I said I need some cleaners to help me in North London mm-hmm. um, I can even show you the message she turned around a couple hours later and was like oh I've got four oh, like, she's like look I'm going to show you that I think that's the best thing is having that support by your side and obviously when you're in need of something that they're able to support you, you know you have someone to fall back on. See look, she said, what areas do you cover? I said, all over London. But I never asked her to find me them. She's just gone, he needs this and this is, she understands that it's for us as a family. Mm -hmm, Of course. And that we've got our goals where we want to get to. I've got my goals, what I want. I don't know what I'm going to do once I have got them because <laughs> we had that conversation as well. She's like, what are you going to do when you actually achieve what you want to achieve? Like, mm-hmm. you get what you want. And I said, I don't know. What am I going to do? To give back to the community is what I always say. I hear you, but personally for me, the community hasn't done anything for me. True, true. I totally hear that. But, I mean, coming from someone who's obviously in our was number two, our second podcast, I think it was, mm. Um, obviously I was made homeless and I feel like when you're really put in a situation and people come to help you that's when it's like oh okay like 
maybe it's different for you because I don't know yeah. what you've been through, what you've experienced. But personally, me, like, if I ever was to reach a certain level, I would go back to them and donate certain things and money, blah blah blah. Because on that sense, yeah, I agree with that. But mine, <laughs> I haven't. I've been in that situation, but I wasn't mm. helped in the same way. So for me, it's not like an ungrateful thing of oh, the community hasn't done anything for me and they should have this, that, mm. the other. I'm very much a realistic person. So I've had, even from small things, um, I used to do flyers for one of my companies when we was doing, clean, when we was doing cleaning stuff. So it was like putting leaflets through doors saying, oh, if you need to clean off your property, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Someone called the police on me and said I was trying to get into someone's house. Is it? And it's small things like that, where it's not... Oh, shit. <laughs> not trying to play that card, but mm. I see how it looks. Obviously, at the time, it was, what, three, four years ago. So you've got a 26-year-old black man with... It was raining, so I had my hood on everything, like, dropping mm. flies in. And they called the police and said that I was trying doors to see which ones were open. That's and a I bit petty, though. But you get people like that oh. all the time. And it's one of those things where when the police did come... There was obviously like four hours because I was literally putting a leaflet in someone's yeah. door. And then it was sort of like, what are you doing here? Or anytime that I'm driving my car, because before us, and that's another thing as well, I sold one of my cars to, like when she said, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. I sold the car that I had. So I used the money from that to do all of this. So when, but I used to have a nice enough car when I was working, I'd get pulled over all the time. Whose car is it? It's mine. Oh yeah, sure it is. So then oh, it's stuff like that where anyone and people within the community hasn't done anything for me for me to be like oh, I should go back there and mm-hmm. give them this there are a few people obviously like I said before my dad being one of them there's a few teachers that knew because I was that sort of person that I got bored in school because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not say I'm academically a genius but I'm smart but I'm also smart enough to do the bare minimum so if, if you said oh, to okay, me yeah. Yeah, if you said to me back then <laughs> If you want to leave on time, you have to do 10 lines. Mm-hmm. I'll do those 10 lines and then that's it. Even if I've got half an hour left, I'll do the 10 lines. I'm not doing it anymore. Okay, now <laughs> leaving. <laughs> but you can't do that in business because... No. If you do those 10 lines and you've got half an hour, you could do 20 lines. And you think, oh, do you know what? No. I'll do the other 20 lines tomorrow. No. A new, a new problem tomorrow. <laughs> so then it's like, now you've got to do the 10 lines plus you've got to read something. And then you think, oh, I've done my 20 lines. I've read half of that. I'll do the other half tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to read the other half tomorrow. Then you've got to go out and do something else. It's That's the never thing with ending. business. It's got it to do it. You've got to do it when it's yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. Tell us about the future brands for your business. Do you want to hold events, go to events? Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I think we spoke previously about like pop-ups and events like that. And I think I need to get out and start working with, not working with, like networking and mm-hmm. getting out there as... The brand itself, because at the moment, like I said, I've owned. But it's sort of like a dilemma because I feel like I don't have enough yet to go out there and say, look, this is my brand because I've got what, two, two sets, two different sets. Mm-hmm. I've got different colours in them, but I've got two sets and they're not branded yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't spoken about the name of the brand yet either, so there's, there's no name on them or anything. Like I'm going to going to get them done. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at the moment I'm not in the position. But this is always this is why I haven't been on holiday for nine years because I always put it off and I think I'm not in a position to do that yet. So I'm not doing it yet. To be honest, I understand where you're coming from with not having too many products or kind of a really solid foundation for your business. But 
To be honest, if you want, even manufacturers, like, it was really funny. I don't know if I spoke about this on the podcast before. Me and Wade went up to a pop-up in North London. Mm. So it's quite far from here, right? An hour and 45 minutes, maybe, driving. And we met a woman who's a manufacturer. Um, she does, like, you know, like, stitching and stuff. So, Embroidery and stuff. Yeah, like that. so logos. She literally lives across the road from me. I was like, What? To come all the way to North London to find someone lives over the road from me, I was like, what on earth? Yeah, that's that happens a lot, though. Even it does. You can be anywhere, anywhere in the world and find someone that lives down the end of the road. Literally, and... it's so strange. I feel like we kind of levitate towards them. It's really weird. You but I mean... gravitate. Oh, yeah, gravitate. you float. <laughs> I get this all the time. This is why I need Wade here. <laughs> But um, obviously, it's just a really great way to meet people, to be honest. And kind of, even if your brand's not really massively huge, like, people still hear the name and they're like, oh, yeah, I've met them before. Do you know what I mean? So it's really great just to reach out to people. Yeah, that's kind of, sort of one of the reasons why I came down today, because mm-hmm. I haven't done anything like this before for, like, business-wise. Mm-hmm. I've done it as sort of like a, a banter level with messing about having more deep conversations about life and all that sort of stuff. But never like to do with the businesses. So it's just, as I said, I don't really use social media like that mm-hmm. to get the business out there. So I'm sort of putting myself in a corner where it's like, how do you get your business out there? Your TikTok's quite a big thing, isn't it? Not, I can't quite remember. Well, it's like not a big thing compared to some of the TikToks I've seen, but it's mm-hmm. like, I think about 16, almost 17,000 followers. But okay. it's mainly just me annoying. It's like comedy stuff, isn't it? I just wind her up or I talk about stuff. Like when she actually asked me, actually, no, I'm not going to say that because that's just putting the business (laughs) out there. There was one where she asked me to go to the shop Mm -hmm. and get um, some lady products for her. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know they had so many options. So she sent me a picture of what she wanted. And I couldn't find what she wanted because it was completely different. And then, like I said, they had like the the plugs, the I called them individual, I called them vagina serviettes in it. <laughs> but, That's a new one. <laughs> but they had so like they had like flavors, all sorts, wings, no wings, no, flavors, like orange, lime, green, yellow. I just called them flavors at the time. I don't know what they do. Oh, okay, yeah. They're different colors. I just called them flavors okay. because <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know what it was. <laughs> And there was all this other stuff, and she was like, yeah, that one. And I said, okay, but... So you got, you know you got, like, the different sizes. Okay, yeah. I didn't realise that was for absorption. I thought it was how big you're... <laughs> <laughs> I know. So uh, I said, I was like, how like, how big's your... Like, obviously, like... Oh, it sounds weird. I know, I know how big it is, but... I meant, like, what size does she get? Because... Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean? I was like... And she was like, no, it's, it's how heavy... Like, it is. And I was like, what, the teardrops? And she's like, they're not teardrops. <laughs> it was just a mess. So, like, stuff like that, or random stuff, oh, I just post on TikTok and... That's quite funny. I think I went up to my front door the other day and passed wind outside the door and that got, like, 600,000 views of just me farting on a ring doorbell. Not wow. on a ring doorbell, but... I don't want to go near that <laughs> Ringo doorbell. <laughs> just TikTok's just, again, somewhere for me to just banter and mess about. But because... If I was to then turn that into my product, I don't think now, I think it's more acceptable mm-hmm. to have like a funny sort of background to a company and they're like, oh, this company does that TikTok or whatever. Like the mm-hmm. guy that's 
in my opinion, ripping people off for certain drink. Mm-hmm. That it's not a prime prime yeah, drink. So that wakey wines guy, in my opinion, there's two sides to it. I think one he's exploiting people, but at the same time, if they want to buy it, they want to buy it. So, mm-hmm. but he, but that sort of thing there is. He's got his following from TikTok, and everyone knows him because of TikTok. Is that where it's come from? TikTok. That's how I found out about it, and that's where everyone else has been. I don't think that's where it came from, but he posts a lot of his stuff on TikTok. Who's the guy? I don't even know his name. Oh, I thought um, I know KSI or like Logan Paul or something. Oh yeah, they made no, they made the video Prime. No, the video they made the drink. Oh, so it's their drink. But because obviously supply and demand, mm-hmm. people go mad for it. He's selling like bottles for like ten pound each. Oh, I think, no, so it's like reselling. No, a hundred pound, like one pound eighty bottle for a hundred pound. And huh? Then, honestly. For a bottle? Yeah. No, can. Sorry, it was a can. Someone bought 12 cans and gave him £1,200. What? You're bugging, no. £100 for one can? Yeah. It's like like 500ml, isn't it? Apparently it doesn't even taste nice, but apparently. That's ridiculous. That's from someone I know whose kids have had it. But yeah, so that Wakey Wines guy, in my opinion, is exploiting people and ripping them off. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, something's only worth as much as you'll pay for it. So it's like it's weird because if say for my my clothing line for example, mm-hmm. like the stuff that I gave you, mm-hmm. if that was to then go to a designer shop, I don't know, like say Dior or something, and they slapped Dior on it and then sold it for a grand, people buy it. Mm. If I put my logo on it and spent sold it for thirty pound, it's it's the same thing, it's but you're buying the label, so yeah, it's yeah. worth as much as people pay for it. Really, it's a bit like um, you know the. Is it Jordan 4s? And Dior did a collab with them. But they're nice though. They are nice. <laughs> but they go for them. a Do you know the one thing price. that I want to buy? And I only want to buy them for my missus. Well, obviously, when you find out what it is, it's obvious it's only going to be for her. <laughs> but it sounds like it's going left. It's really not going that way. <laughs> so you know the YSL hills that I've got? The ones... That YSL in the hill. Yeah. I just think that they look nice and, and they'll look nice and hurt, so I want to buy them for it. But Aww. they're 900 pounds, so I'm not doing that. One day. No. <laughs> not even when you have, like when your when your stuff has popped off, would you never? Yeah, because I've yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I would I've spent I've wasted money on a lot of stuff. Because mm. like this year was probably the best year company wise. Come on, she deserves them. Yeah. <laughs> but. But what? That 900 pounds. Goes towards See, business first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that one. Like tattoos and stuff. Huh? I, that's what I spent most of my money on. Tattoos? Yeah. How many tattoos you got? I've only got technically three, but... They're Where big. are they? Here. Here. And all Okay, so you kind of got like a sleeve going on. Yeah, that's side. Oh my god, Joker! Oh my god, that's, that, that is actually incredible. Harley Quinn in there. And then... Got Bane up here. Oh my god, they are really cool. So what made you want to get a Joker tattoo? I like Batman Dark Knight. And I think Joker's... You know, like, everyone's got a villain that they sort of relate to the most in terms of how they go about stuff and the reason why they do it. You're like the third person to talk about this and relate to the Joker. That, that's probably some, there's something wrong there then. Like... <laughs> But it's true because it's like I saw something that said when you're younger you 
agree or you want Batman to win, but when you're older, you understand why the villains do what they do. Yeah, 100%. Um, but for me, yeah, I've always liked Batman. In general, just, again, I like cars. He's always had nice cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's always had money. So it's sort of like a that playboy lifestyle of... I forgot what the word is. Bachelor, I think. Bachelor lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Um, loved all, most of the Batman films, should I say. And then, yeah, got a Joker tattoo. Obviously, Joker, Harley Quinn. And then Bane was the last one, just because I like the film. Are you a Marvel fan? Oh, yeah. is it? See, I don't know shit. <laughs> I forgot to say. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> not, not cutting that bit out. Either, like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're going to shame me. <laughs> I swear I always say the stupidest things. It's fine. Hair makes for good cuts. Yeah, just... And funny shorts. I'm going to see Batman in the next Avengers film or something. You know that the Avengers and Batman aren't the same universe, right? I don't know. I don't watch this shit. But I swear, like, they all came together in it. Or is it just, like, different? What, Infinity War? That... I don't know. Yeah, like, when they all came together at the end and then they beat Thanos. And then Iron Man died. Yeah, Batman wasn't in there. Oh. That's where everyone was in there, like... Yeah, from Marvel. What's them flying ones? Oh, no. Do you know what what I think I saw? No. Superman. Star Wars. What? No, do you know what it is? <laughs> Let me explain before you call me stupid, yeah? I saw a video on Instagram. This guy's laughing behind the camera. I saw a um, a clip on Instagram and it was of a guy who took, you know, the DVDs that, like, are not... The little shitty DVDs. Pirate ones. Yeah, yeah. pirate ones. Um... I think he, he played it or whatever and it was actually showing that part of the movie and it had like Star Wars and like, I need to find the video, it's so funny. Oh, probably because it was like downloaded the wrong video, but Star Wars is not in. <clears throat> no, but that was just the context behind me saying that. <laughs> I have watched the film, not that I was really... Marvel's like Iron Man, Captain mm-hmm. America, Doctor Strange. What about Hulk? Hulk. Hulk, okay. So all those guys, that's Marvel. What was... You know the one with the stretchy girl? I forgot her name. No. You're not talking about any credibles, are you? Yeah, no, 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 no. The stretchy girl? No, not stretchy girl. She goes invisible. Fantastic Four. That's it. Yeah. Is that part of it? Oh no. That was just yeah. a one-off Yes film. and no. Yeah. Oh, part of Marvel, okay. but not the MCU yet. Oh. It kind of was in the last film. I'm learning. Sorry. Yeah. Everyone's going to shame me for that one. I don't care. I mean, you just said that Batman was in Infinity War. It's fine. I'm a Marvel fan, to answer your question. Okay, great. I, <laughs> I feel like we really went off track. No, I think DC's better for like dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Marvel's more like a children's sort of one. Okay, that makes sense. What's your biggest fears? I don't know. That could mean business, personal. Me and my daughter was having this conversation the other day because she's got this thing about death at the moment. Oh no. So one of, on her mum's side, one of her family members are really ill. Okay. And they've sort of gone on a holiday because it's going to be that person's like last sort of holiday because of how ill they are. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's at that age now where it was explained to her that this family member's very sick and that mm-hmm. they're not going to be here soon. So now she's got this thing of, oh, I don't want to die. And then it was the, well, everyone one day, 
And then what she said to me was, that means you're going to die soon, daddy, because you're old. Stress. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not that old. Like, <laughs> I was like, granddad's older than me. And she was like, granddad's going to die soon. And I was like, no, that's, oh, I'm not no. saying that. No one's it's dying spiraling. soon. But my daughter's like me. She's really blunt. And she was like, no one's dying soon. And she went, so-and-so is. And said the person that was. And I was like, yeah, but... And I was like, right, anyway, the conversation I had with her was, I'm not afraid of dying, for example, mm-hmm. but my fear is leaving my daughters here without a dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because although like, my other daughter's got a stepdad, because her mum's remarried, mm-hmm. and I've got stepsons as well, I know that I'm, in my stepson's life, I would never be able to fill that hole of mm-hmm. their dad if they lost their dad. And I'd like to think it's the same for my daughter. And obviously I've got an eight-month-old. So at the moment, and on top of that is I don't think any of my companies are at a point where if I was to go today, that they'd be making money for much longer because I'm still very much involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's up here still, passwords for everything. I've, all, I've got them all. So my fear is leaving my daughters without a dad. Personal fear. Um, my fiancé without a fiancé. Mm-hmm. That works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That works. And a new fear of mine is I don't have life insurance. You don't? No. Why not? Because I don't know. I'm I'm that sort of person. I'm that oh it's not gonna happen to me person. Okay. So I've had a few scares where I've got a heart condition now and I was always on this thing of I had chest pains for like a year straight. Like feeling like I've been stabbed in my chest and I was like at the time this was when I was with my daughter's mum. She was like, you need to go to the hospital. I was like, no, I'm fine, don't worry. It passes and then I'm back to normal, blah, blah, blah. And then, so at first it was like happening once every few months. It was like once a month and it was once a week. Then it got to a point where I was changing my daughter's nappy and it happened and I couldn't breathe. And I found out that I had pericarditis, which is the lining of your heart. Mm-hmm. It was when I came back from Dubai, funny enough. So the lining of your heart's got like a sac and it has fluid in it. Mm-hmm. But if it becomes infected or you get ill with an illness that you haven't had before that your body's not used to, obviously being the first time in Dubai, then it can swell. Mm-hmm. And obviously where your heart's positioned, if it swells up too much, then it puts two things happen. It puts pressure on your lungs because your lungs can't expand anymore because that space mm-hmm. is taken up by your heart. So I couldn't breathe properly. Obviously, when you can't breathe properly, your heart tries to pump more blood around your body because you're not getting a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when my heart beats faster, the swelling gets bigger, so there's less space for my lungs, and then it keeps happening. And then on top of that, if... Have you ever tried, like, running in a swimming pool, for example? Yeah. So, imagine your whole body's surrounded with water and you're trying to do anything. It's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So, the pressure of the liquid in the sack pulls on my heart. It's just long, so I have to take tablets. But for a good year, I was like, no, it's not me. It's that not, must have not happened when you were quite young. That happened when I went to Dubai, when I was 21. That's really young, though, to suffer from a heart condition. Right? I've never been to Dubai before, so when I got ill, I went straight to my chest. So I, don't, I was ill for about... I was only there for four days, and for three of those days, I was ill. Oh, shit. Was it because you flew? No, I used to go away all the time. Like, my dad used to always take me away. So you just got it I from being in Dubai? Yeah. And then I came back because I was at uni at the time. And that's how I actually I worked at Toys R Us. But I moved back up north 
I was just ignoring it. I was like, no, it's not me. It'll pass. I'll be fine. That's so scary. And then it happened and then I ended up in hospital. And then it happened a couple of years later. Um, and I had to go from work to the hospital. Mm. And everyone at work thought I was faking it until they saw that I was hooked up to the ECG. And they were doing like heart readings. Like they would put like loads of pads on you. Mm-hmm. And like they put so many on you. I was still finding them like in the shower. Really? Because like, I came out from the hospital. You know when you're in the hospital, you just even if you shower in the hospital, you don't feel. Clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came back and I took them all off. It was like they put like two here, here, like on the underside here, on your back, like around there. Mm-hmm. And it was the one that was around there. I didn't didn't know it was there for ages. And I was washing <laughs> it. And I felt it, and I was like, "What's that?" So I took that off. Oh and my god! Yeah. So from that, like I said, I should have got life insurance. Mm-hmm. But I don't have life insurance, so that's a new fear that scarily my fiance brought up the other day. She went, Have you got life insurance? You better get it soon. <laughs> I don't know, she might be trying to do something. Oh no. I, I feel like life insurance before she offs me. <laughs> I feel like loads of Americans do that though. That's a massive thing in America. I'm scared of America. I'm not, I'll go there on holiday, I'm never living there. Yeah, America's it's not a, real a place. pretty scary place America's to be honest. Not a real place. There's so much shit that goes on in there. Gosh, stay away. No, thank you. What would you say is the most important life advice or something you would pass down to your children? You're never going to be ready, so just do it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I spent two or three years coming up with ideas. Two of them that annoyed me was, and I'm not even trying to make this a claim or anything like that, it was literally a small conversation with that was going to sound really bad about say one of my partners it was just a small conversation with the person I was with at the time mm-hmm. and I said imagine if because you had like delivery and everything I was like imagine if you could do the same thing but with your corner shops oh shit yeah that's all I said I was like imagine if like you had a place where it's like delivery room it's mm. not the corner shop but you can get the same stuff from the corner shop delivered to your house that's all I said it was like a throwaway comment never spoke of it again Obviously, last year, like Ketir and a few Mm -hmm. other places. And I was thinking, someone else had that idea and thought, what if you could do this and went and done it? I had the idea and I sat on it. Not to say that it would have gone anywhere because I didn't didn't have the funding to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where you never, even if it's like something small, like my cleaning company, for example, or working in property because the only reason I'm in the job I am in now is because someone once told me I couldn't do it mm-hmm. so I used to be property manager and I wanted to work in lettings so renting properties and someone said no you wouldn't be able to do lettings and I said alright so I went and done it and then I enjoyed it more than property management mm-hmm. so I just worked my way up to a lettings manager now and just done things that way really but yeah I think biggest advice would be you're never going to be ready so just do it and there's two quotes that's like what if it goes wrong and then it's like what if it could go right Mm -hmm. that's one of them and instead of thinking like why me it's like why not me because i always used to have i had i grew up in the the normal stereotypical mum and dad aren't together Mm -hmm. uh council flat living opposite an estate going to the closest school near you Mm -hmm. i wasn't involved in gangs like that but i had my fair share of issues at secondary school so it was very much the, the same cycle, people, like again, that I didn't really know going to prison, but I knew of, that I went to prison, all this other stuff. So for me, it was very much, well, 
why would anything good happen? Like if I was to do something, nothing's yeah. going to happen anyway. I guess in a sense that when you're put in that environment, it's easy to put yourself in that box. You see everyone else doing it. Yeah. And like I said, other than at the time, my dad hadn't started. Oh, I didn't understand, I'd say. I wasn't old enough to understand what my dad was really doing. Mm -hmm. I saw it as my dad's going out to work. Mm -hmm. Because when you're that age, in your mind, it's... Even big company owners, so like people like um, Richard Branson, for example, at that age, I would think he worked his way up that company. Yeah. And you have a nine to five and that's it. Sometimes yeah. you have a good job, you have a bad job. Some people make loads of money from that job. Mm -hmm. I never, at that age, so in my head, I thought, oh, dad just makes a lot of money doing what he does. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that my dad was working nine to five, then doing night classes to learn how to be an accountant, mm. to then change his job to being an accountant, to mm. then running another company whilst being an accountant to then do like all this other stuff that's incredible the way i saw it was my dad had a job yeah and until i lived with him because i went to a different college that was quite far away i always thought that mm -hmm. i always thought dad had a job and then it was like the weekend and my dad's working I'm like, what are you doing he's like working i was like but i thought yeah, to go into office mm -hmm. work he's like no not that work and then i sort of sat with him saw what he'd done but i wasn't interested like more computers that's really important when you grow up is to be transparent about that kind of stuff because i feel like we do grow up and even i guess in a sense like teachers they do kind of what nine to five as well so we kind of grow up in an environment where we think it's normal like some people love to do that kind of stuff but it's like if you really want to make it and be someone huge then that's not the way to go but we've been implanted to think in go order school, yeah go to college go to uni get a good job have a good life and then die. Mm -hmm. Yay. <laughs> I think we're going to wrap up. Um, make sure to follow AJ on TikTok, Instagram, his businesses. Yeah, everything really. <laughs> everything. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this podcast and make sure to tune in to next. It's been good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your week. See you. Bye. Bye.